Welcome to Live with the Pricing Lady. I'm Janine, your hostess. This show is all about helping you build a sustainably profitable business while making an unbelievable impact on your world. Learn from my 20 years of experience and from my guests as we discuss their pricing challenges, failures, and successes. Pricing is a way of being or behaving in your business. My mission is to help you confidently charge for the value you deliver. Pricing is either hurting or helping your business. Let's make sure it's helping you reach your dreams. In this episode, I sit down with Amanda Berlin, visibility and PR expert to entrepreneurs across the globe. Amanda shares with us her pricing journey and how at one point she realized she was selling a high ticket offer at a low ticket price. How did she make that change? What did she have to do? Find out about that and more in this episode of Live with the Pricing Lady. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome, everyone, and welcome to today's guest, Amanda Berlin. Hey, Janine. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you here. And actually, most people probably don't know this, but this is your second time visiting with us. So super excited to have you back. I'm excited to be here. Excellent. So why don't we start with a couple of rapid fire questions? First of all, Amanda, where are you from? I am from New Jersey originally. I can tell you all the places that I, that I feel like I'm from. I also (laughs) would say my gut feeling is I'm also a New Yorker. A New Yorker. Actually lived in Manhattan for um, the longest sustained period of time, 15 years. Wow. (laughs) Amazing. Cool place. And Amanda, what is your superpower? I love this question. My superpower is being a champion for anyone in my life. I can find the thing about you, about my daughter, about my clients, that is uniquely amazing and illuminate that thing so that you feel really great about it too. And you're like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that about myself. And maybe (laughs) I should celebrate that. Oh, I love that. Being a champion for others. That's a great skill, great superpower to have. Especially in my line of work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Very true. So what's one interesting thing that most people don't actually know about you? Most people don't know that I am an extraordinarily slow reader. (laughs) (laughs) It takes me forever to finish a book because my reading is sacred time that it's like the last thing I do before I fall asleep. Mm -hmm. And I usually can read about a page or so at a time. And (laughs) I relish the moments where I get to sit and read as like a leisure activity during the day and not as the last thing at night, but it doesn't happen that often. So I basically spent all of high school, like not reading anything that was assigned because I felt like it was such a rapid, uh, succession of material. I just Mm -hmm. couldn't keep up and I wasn't, it, it was not things that I chose or that I was interested in. And now that I can choose, I love reading. I just, read at a very slow pace, (laughs) a leisure pace. Let's call that leisure, leisure, not slow. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Excellent. So now in a moment, we're going to get into your pricing journey, but before we do that, I'd like to give people an understanding of what's the value, because of course, pricing is related to value. What's the value that you really bring clients? 
I love that. The value that I bring clients is an awareness that an awareness and an understanding and a skill set that they can utilize to put their business out there mm-hmm. in a way that has been proven over decades in the PR world. So mm-hmm. I help my clients be visible on behalf of their businesses without spending money on ads mm-hmm. and without relying on a massive team because I teach them how to do their own PR Mm -hmm. based on the tactics that we utilized in the corporate PR world adapted for solo entrepreneurs and small businesses. Right. Okay. Excellent. And what is having that ability to do that visibility bring them in the end? Oh, it brings them more clients, more credibility, more visibility, more fame, more expert status, Mm -hmm. uh, validity to their business. Okay. Super. Excellent. Sounds fascinating. I know I enjoyed, I worked with Amanda years ago, enjoyed it very much. (laughs) So uh, can highly attest to her her skills in this area. So why don't we start digging into your pricing journey? When you first started your business, what was it like when you sat down and first priced something? Yeah. So I came from the PR agency world. And when I left my corporate job, really what I kind of fell into, which I think is probably not unusual, was a freelance model Mm -hmm. where I was pricing my work on an hourly basis or on a monthly retainer, but Mm -hmm. where I was creating a project scope from scratch for each individual client. Mm -hmm. And that's where my journey began. Mm-hmm. And how, how did that work for you? What, what did you find out or learn along the way with that? I learned that it was very inefficient in terms of um, bringing in new clients. It had me kind of reinventing the wheel every mm-hmm. time someone new came to my doorstep figuratively. And it really had me scrambling every, you know, just in the constant client acquisition scramble. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that you you wrote about in um, in the application form for this was your biggest pricing learn- learning. And one of the things you said was that you realized you were selling a premium service or a high touch service at a low touch price. <laughs> Can you tell us more about how you came to that conclusion and what you did? Yeah. So, I mean, this was an organic journey for me and I, Mm -hmm. um, I shifted my model after sort of that freelance season to a consulting service where I developed and I helped my clients do this as well, because part Mm -hmm. of the visibility journey is feeling really confident in your offers and the language you use to describe your offers. So I shifted my offer to be something that, um, really delivered a system Mm -hmm. so that I was guiding clients through a process that was Mm -hmm. articulated based on my experience in the corporate Mm -hmm. world. Mm -hmm. Um, And I developed a, uh, you know, a framework and um, deliverables based off of that, that would get, you know, tweaked based on each client's individual needs, but Mm -hmm. not reinvented each time. The service was sort of like, a baseline, like this is what we do. Mm -hmm. And I started that at, you know, what I 
deemed at the time actually was quite a scary price point for me. <laughs> it was, um, and granted right now, like, it's so interesting to look back because that was probably about, uh, five or so years ago mm-hmm. after, you know, probably three years of toiling in the freelance <laughs> zone, I yeah. ventured to, to shift to this model. And then five years on bringing us to today, I'm pricing that a similar service uh, with a lot more support from a lot more tools, a lot more support Mm -hmm. from my team as well at basically four times what I was pricing it in the very beginning. So, um, but at the time that pricing was very scary to me to, uh, to offer. Um, But yeah, so that was really where where it began was creating an offer based on a system that I guided clients through that, uh, you know, had particular deliverables and was priced the same for each person that came in. Excellent. So I I have a little bit of a situation here. We'll see what happens. My neighbor upstairs plays the bagpipes. Oh my goodness. And he just started practicing. I don't know if you can hear it anyone, but Perfect. <laughs> wow. What a great microphone you have. <laughs> uh, okay. Good. Good to know. So, so that's, I find that really interesting. First of all, because I think a lot of people um, get stuck in this freelance mode and trading time for money. Uh, and I find it interesting because it, you know, as you were describing it, it actually hits two things. So one it's costing you more because it's taking you so much time to reinvent the wheel and make these customized offers for every little thing. And then on the other hand, you're not charging enough for it. So it actually has an impact on your profitability from more than one side. Right. That's a really good point. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't really can you know take that into consideration. And you, I'm sure that you realize this now, but when you charge more then you can actually you actually need fewer customers in order to get to the same, you know, goal that you have for your business. So it really does have some, some positive side effects. Yeah. And I'll also add to that, that Mm -hmm. from, from my position as a champion for my clients, it really serves your client better when they can trust you as having, uh, developed a system Mm -hmm. to solve their problem. So if you're constantly, you know, squirreling down notes and creating a custom package, there's this element of like, oh, like she's creating something for me based off of what? Based Mm -hmm. off of, it's obviously not nothing, but it's not based off of your, when you develop a system, there's an air of confidence that you get to put out there Mm -hmm. and communicate to a potential client that you have a path for them already pre, 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 or (laughs) pre-written. Right. That you, that you, you know, that the, the steps are clear to you, at least as the expert, uh, and they can, they can rely on that as sort of a lifeline for what they need to do. And yeah, I agree that it's beneficial to your clients as well. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason people have the five steps to this and the the eight ways to do that (laughs) because, because it helps people to understand. And also what I found, Amanda, was 
um, until recently, I had a hard time. You know, people expect from me an equation, a mathematical mm-hmm. equation to set their price. And there isn't such a thing, right? But I hadn't come up with precisely the right way to do it. And recently, just in the last six months or so, I came up with a way to explain it to people. And now I see the light bulb come on for people so much more quickly. And it's, it's really exciting when you can find that for your clients. That's great. So Amanda, when, when you had to charge more, how did you gear yourself up to do that? Yes. Well, I think you and I have talked about this pricing Mm -hmm. crisis that I had kind of in that middle space in my business where I introduced a service that um, was a shorter term service, but I was, I was charging a premium price for it. And it was more than like my longer term service. And it Mm -hmm. just made no sense that (laughs) I would be charging this much more for something that was short term than this like longer term, you know, month on month work with me. Mm -hmm. And so so I backed myself into a corner in terms okay. of needing to raise my prices. And so I felt like it was this necessary thing that I had to do. And I mm-hmm. just, I remember distinctly one day, I just uh, on the fly, like literally, I don't think I even, <laughs> I, I don't think I really applied a ton of thought to it. I must've mm-hmm. been the back of my mind, but on the fly on a consult call with a client, I named my new higher price for that longer term one-on-one service. Mm-hmm. And that was it. That was just right. the price. <laughs> so you just dove right into the deep end. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and sometimes this is where people find them because they've ignored the topic for so long that they get into a position where they either have to change things dramatically or exit the business. And that may not have been that extreme of a case in in your example, but this is quite often where people find themselves. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Excellent. So what do you think is the most important thing that you've learned in, I don't know how many years you've been in business. I forgot to ask that, Uh, but in your years of business, when it comes to either the value you offer or how you work with your pricing. Yeah. So I've been out of corporate since January 13th, 2012. And so I toiled in the, and it was a Friday the 13th too. (laughs) I I toiled in kind of the freelance cobbling it together uh, phase for probably about three years. And then I was, um, or maybe even four years. And then I uh, really was adamant. Like, I know that this business can be so much more and I need to, like you said, make a drastic change, get some support. So I hired my first coach, even though it was terrifying. Um, and I think that what I've learned over the years in terms of the value and value that I bring and and the value that we can articulate out there into the world. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's really the learning is Mm -hmm. that it's so important to, to feel confident uh, with your communication. And that's really my, my whole purpose in my business is to help my clients feel Mm -hmm. comfortable um, not just comfortable, but feel excited, enthusiastic about mm-hmm. talking about how they serve, because this is what engages a prospective client mm-hmm. and the pathway to becoming enthusiastic about how, about talking about how you serve 
is by really embracing and being embracing your expertise, mm-hmm. uh, creating a path for a client to engage in, in order to utilize your service, which really does validate you as an expert mm-hmm. and really just being, you know, being your own best spokesperson and, right. um, engendering trust when you talk about who you are and what you do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. It is a, a leap of faith in yourself in some ways, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you don't trust yourself, I mean, mm-hmm. like, you know, where I'm going with the statement, if you don't, if you don't trust yourself, you don't trust your process, then how can you expect someone else to? Yeah. Yeah. Very well put. Very well put. So what do you think the biggest, the biggest mistakes are that people make when it comes to expressing the value or, or communicating well with their clients or even pre-clients, I guess you'd call them. Yeah. Um, I think that a lot of this comes in the, a lot of the mistakes come in the um, run-up to, and in the sales conversation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I work with my clients on really every aspect of communication inside their business. So the sales conversation is one of my most favorite things to work on, (laughs) um, because it's really the most, uh, confronting, I think for, for many of us. Um, but I think that, um, for, for many of, of the women who I work with, Mm -hmm. um, and, and some men, the call to action, getting, being muddy about the call to action in terms of what you want someone to do mm-hmm. when they hear about you. Cause that's, that's our ultimate work is getting you resi- ready for your close up for right. your visibility, and then getting you out there and, right. and having you be visible on behalf of your business. But you're mm-hmm. not going to be ready to be visible if the if the, um, foundation is still shaky, meaning if your messaging, if your sales conversations, if your offers are not super solid and things mm-hmm. you can feel really good about, you're not going to feel ready to put yourself out there. Right. So once you, once you have the solid foundation and we work, we've worked through all of that mm-hmm. and you've started to put yourself out there, I think some of the mis- the mistakes come with not really being clear about what you want people to do mm-hmm. once they hear about you. And mm-hmm. in many cases, the call to action can be as straightforward as book a consult with me. <laughs> <laughs> the easier, the better with a call to yeah, action, right? <laughs> absolutely. And then after they're on your calendar, how you guide them through mm-hmm. that process of yeah. that consultation. Yeah. I think that's a really important point. The the initial consultation, I think a lot of people misuse that call instead of it being an opportunity to help the client get clarity and vet them from your side. A lot of people use it to try and, you know, do a little dog and pony show about how valuable they can be. Mm -hmm. I'm curious about your experience with that. Yeah, that on so many levels, it's a, it's a huge mistake, the dog and pony show, Mm -hmm. because it creates uh, a false sense of empowerment on behalf of the client. They Mm -hmm. think that they can go out and do the thing because you've given them that you've given them, you know, even just like a, 
little tidbit of information Mm -hmm. and it absolutely sabotages the sale because the minute, and it's some kind of voodoo magic, like (laughs) black magic (laughs) that happens. The minute you give advice Mm -hmm. on a consult call is the minute that the sale is gone Mm -hmm. because they think that they can go and do it themselves. So whatever you do, avoid giving advice (laughs) on your sales calls. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, straight from Amanda's mouth to our ears. avoid yes avoid the urge to to give advice during this cause I, I admit I it's just from time to time I catch myself doing it as well over the years and uh, I agree with you it does it does have an impact on on the direction of the call for sure for sure Excellent. So Amanda we're going to need to start wrapping this up here. I've got a few more questions for you. Uh, what's one thing that you think people should take away from our pricing discussion today? Ooh, um, I would say that, um, knowing, you know, knowing your value also, you know, I think that that's a little bit of a, you know, trite maybe takeaway, mm-hmm. but I think that don't shy away from the challenges that are confronting you when it comes to your price thing. Mm-hmm. As I was confronted with this, like, I'm going to have to raise the price on this service. And I, I just kind of stood up to that challenge and just did it on that, right. on that, you know, that fateful sales call <laughs> where I just kind of plunged in and was like, well, this right. is the new price. I guess this is the new price. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that from time to time over the years. <laughs> Who said that? but no, it's true. You know, take, take action, especially if, if your inner voice is telling you that something needs to be done there. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's the best of business advice that you've been given over the years? That is a great question. The first thing that I used to, I wrote this in my, in one of the media bios that Mm -hmm. I wrote early on in my career. And I said that the best business advice I ever got was from my dad, which was simply be happy. And I, you know, my dad is not like a happy go lucky kind of, I guess I, I wouldn't really describe him that way. I'd describe him as uh, really straightforward and cynical and dry, <laughs> but yet he always um, made me feel resourceful. Mm -hmm. and empowered and like I could trust myself. And so, um, I would say that that was a real, uh, that was a great parenting move. (laughs) Right. I love that resourceful, empowered and trusting in yourself. That's the trifecta (laughs) business advice. (laughs) Excellent. Uh, what's a favorite book or tool that you'd like to share with the audience today? Ooh, okay. So one of my favorite books that is, you know, relate, I think that, that any entrepreneurial endeavor is a true exercise in personal development. So mm-hmm. I think they go hand in hand. And one of my, I'm, I read, as you know, slowly, but also I read <laughs> fiction mostly because like I said, it's my like sacred leisure mm-hmm. time activity, but 
I was on a kick a while back of reading uh, personal development. And one book that I came across that I will recommend here mm-hmm. was called Radical Acceptance by Tara Brock. Mm-hmm. And she it. is a Western psychologist with a, um, with a, heavy influence from the Buddhist culture. Mm-hmm. And there's so many little nuggets in that book. And you can also download her talks from mm-hmm. her, um, insight meditation center, which is, I think is in, um, the Washington DC area here mm-hmm. in the States. Um, she, she really integrates like pop culture and humor with a lot of her teachings. And I so mm-hmm. appreciate that. But some of the things that I took away from that are, really that, um, a lot of what we experience, a lot of the pain that we experience is, is, is optional because (laughs) there is, you know, there is some pain that is not optional, but then there is pain that we inflict upon ourselves through the Mm -hmm. judgment of our experience of the initial pain. Mm-hmm. And she calls that this, I think it's a Buddhist concept, the second arrow. So mm-hmm. the first arrow is the initial hurt that right. may be inevitable, but the second arrow is something that we've inflicted upon ourselves it's by suffering our reactions to that first pain. Yeah. Yeah. So that book is behind me on this bookshelf here somewhere. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> well, I used to, I used to teach mindfulness, uh, as well. Yes, so that's right. <laughs> way back right, in the olden course. days. <laughs> Yes, but yeah, no, I can, I can second that it's a, it's a really, it's a great book and very transformational. Super. So one last question before we go, how can people reach out to you if they'd like to find out more? I would love to chat with anyone who is inspired by this conversation or, Mm -hmm. or even if it hit a nerve and you're like, I'm not inspired. (laughs) (laughs) You can find me on Instagram at Amanda Gale, G-A-I-L Berlin, Amanda Gale Berlin. Mm -hmm. And actually starting next week, I'm running a free visibility challenge. That's going to give you a different thing to do each day for the whole week to be more visible on behalf of your business. So I would love for Sounds you to like, I need to join that. <laughs> yes, Janine. <laughs> no, it sounds like fun. And you will learn all about the challenge. Okay. I'll put those links and other links in the show notes for everyone so that they can have a look at that. Thank you so much, Amanda, for being on the show. Once again, it was such a pleasure to have you here. It was such a pleasure to chat with you, Janine. Thank you so much. Thank you for creating space for these conversations. Thank you for listening to this episode of Live with the Pricing Lady, the podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, rate, review, and subscribe to it, then share it with your friends and colleagues. I love hearing back from you listeners. If you've got comments, questions, or topic ideas, go on over to thepricinglady.com and contact me there. Not sure where to start when it comes to improving pricing and profits? At thepricinglady.com, you can download a copy of my self-assessment pricing scorecard. Find out where it's going well and where you can begin improving. Or just simply book a discovery call with me. There we can discuss what's up with pricing in your business and how I might be able to help you. Thanks once again for joining. Remember, pricing can hurt or help your business. Let's make sure it's helping you reach your dreams. See you next time. And as always, enjoy pricing.